Hello, hello, and welcome. You are listening to the Version 4 Podcast. I am First Laloon, and this is episode 15. Oh my god, guys. Holy shit, it's already been... Shit's going crazy. I mean, I, I know a lot of you guys follow me on Twitter, so I don't need to tell you... Outside of my personal life, this GME shit, this GameStop stuff has been hella fun. I love when a, when a pump... Like, I think the first day that... GME pumped like options went up like 400 at least 100x definitely more than 100x though the premiums on options so I was like oh damn I can't believe I missed the play of the century ha ha little did I know that we're it, the play of the century hadn't even begun yet god damn I, I, I cannot tell you how much I love this Wall Street bets thing now great now granted I don't want to only talk about the the trending topic of the week but this one is exactly in my wheelhouse i love it so much i'm so happy that wall street bits uh and biz and you know the internet has banded together to be like fuck you i'm making we're gonna we're gonna pump stock market like if it was a shit coin that's classic absolutely classic but um for posterity's purposes so this is a so the the GameStop short squeeze classic move, love to see it. But then seeing the other pumps too, and watching CNBC have a meltdown because retail investors are making money is is so so fun to watch. But it is, oh god! I only I swear to I swear to God I only start yawning when I start recording. I haven't yawned once in today, and now I'm trying to record, and it's literally every fucking whatever every episode I'm, i start yawning and only on during this so i don't know i need to look up the purpose the reasoning behind yawning it's probably some respiratory thing and that's probably why i start yawning when i'm talking a lot but it's fucking obnoxious you guys can hear my blender bowl trying to trying to get my protein 200 g's of protein a fucking day is is fucking impossible i'm about to start drinking egg whites to like supplement the protein I, 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 I there's really no other way I'm trying I eat meat constantly but whatever I digress I digress alright so here's the deal lots of interesting things are happening right now 2021 is already very interesting already off to a good start so obviously we started off with the capital riot on the 6th capital riot is disaffected white men predominantly but there's definitely black people there's definitely women and stuff but like your Trumpy boomer Q types were the ones who actually, for the most part, stormed the Capitol. But on the whole, it was the, you know, Trumpian America first, very online sentiment that kind of pushed the energy. But the people who were leading your Trumpet Trumpism and stuff um, are a little bit smarter than the people who actually breached the boundary. I mean, I can't say the same for baked Alaska, but you know what I mean, right? So this is actually really funny because there's a whole one of the one of the passages from Bard, uh, his first book, that always stuck with me is how about how like in the netocratic society, um, um, there would be a lot of riots and uprisings, um, and then especially as the, the rise and uprising switch, not just um. Not just from uh, what's the word, uh, uh, fighting back with the previous uh, elites, but when you start to uprise against the modern elites, right? So, but the difference between um, riots in the netocratic age and riots in previous age is that when we people start rioting against the the uh, stratification of class in an attention economy. Um, what ends up happening is the kind of people who could rally attention end up being pulled into the netocratic pyramid. However, fortunately, and by netocratic pyramid, it's like the hierarchy of those of people who are online with followings and stuff. But prior to that, we are we are dealing mostly with fucking over boomers, which is great. We're gonna have we're having a great time right now. We have your you have your brilliant um, analysts on Reddit in their redemption arc. Like if you had told me before 2021 started that like in this coming year you're going to be excited for reddit 
and some things that Reddit's doing, I would have been like, you're fucking insane. You're, you're a crazy person. Nothing but cringe comes from Reddit. Now, granted, it's, I wouldn't call Wall Street Bets proper Reddit. It's definitely Reddit. Like, if you go on the forum, the subreddit, it's still major Reddit energy. The platform kind of, the platform itself, uh, sorts the comments and stuff in such a way that it always feels Reddit no matter what. But of all the Reddit communities, it was the last one that I frequented. So I stopped using Reddit in any capacity in 2016. Like, yeah, 2016 probably. Um, before that, I used to use it only. F- I used to use it obviously actively back when it was in 2008, which is 2008 through like 12 probably. I used it really actively. Um, somewhere in college, I was like, this place sucks. And I only used it for anime and manga subreddits, mostly manga subreddits. Cause if we wanted to find the translations, there was no other option. And to, even today, sparingly with sparingly with certain series, I have to go to Reddit to find the translations just because there's no other option. Um, and that's just the long and short of it. But Ever since they got rid of, uh, uh, what's up, Jiminy's, um, Jiminy's box, uh, the, the translating hub, um, Reddit has been, there's literally no use for Reddit. They, they still put up one piece spoilers for the manga, but I don't read spoilers and they still put up, uh, kingdom and I have to go to Reddit for kingdom, um, to get the early translations, but that's not the point. The point is one of the uh, outside of the manga, which sometimes I have to go to Reddit. The last uh, subreddit I actually frequented was Wall Street Bets. I used to use Wall Street Bets back in 2016. Back then, um, they were shilling AMD, um, which may, which at the time was like two dollars, and it's now ninety dollars, right? Um, AMD is a microprocessing company. And they were making the GPUs, and this is right when Bitcoin was popping off. So you need GPUs to mine Bitcoin. So it actually made tons of money. Um, and I got AMD from from Wall Street Bets, and I got Tesla back when Tesla was eighty eight dollars uh, from Wall Street Bets. So I mean, I've you're always I've always found good alpha on Wall Street Bets, like for for legacy plays. They're not really good. They don't do any crypto. But for legacy markets, they actually are pretty smart. And there's legitimately uh, real finance people in Wall Street Bets. They, they use it as um, kind of a place to blow off steam and try off some of their, their more um, high-risk plays. So it's not like it's completely filled with degenerates. It is m- almost entirely degenerates. But there are real financiers, as is noted by this most recent GameStop development. And then there's degenerates just following, doing copy trading. Um, so this is cool. I'm, I'm, it is nice to see a, a large scale Wall Street Bets play. I, um, it's a lot of good fun, but as a consequence of this, um, we're, we're, you, I mean, this is not the only time, but this is the regime, the one party state regime is being very, uh, obvious is very, um, mask off about the, their intentions they they intend to stop you if you have fun. They intend to stop you if you're making money. They they want to shut down your they shut they shut down they've already shut down businesses. They've they already censor you online. They already kick you off if you say the wrong thing. And now people are like, okay, I can't fucking do this that and the other thing. So let me try making money. And now they fucking kicked off the Wall Street Bets Discord. They banned it for allegedly for hate speech and they're monitoring the new discord for hate speech but that's just it's just like what's his name Al Capone where he got he technically was put in prison for tax was it for taxes yeah I think he was like technically put in prison for taxes but it's he's a mobster it's the same type of shit this is like what RICO trials do um with um they hit you with the RICO uh for drug dealing and drug trafficking, they hit you with the RICO so they can get you for, they can get you on something minor and then wrap it up with drug shit to make 
a larger case, right? This is like a classic move. This is why they do this. This is why they do those speed. Um, this is why they do speed traps and shit like that. It's not just because they don't want you driving fast. It's because if they can pull you over for driving fast, they can do. They can find out if you're. There's like a a random selection of of the population when you pull people for speed that you can also find drugs that you can also find you know criminality etc right so this is their their hate speech tagging and flagging of subreddits and discords and telegrams etc the point of this is so that they can flag you for something innocuous like hate speech and yes i just said hate speech is innocuous get the fuck over it um, they flag you with something innocuous like hate speech, and in in and in the process, they also get to take down communities like Wall Street bets that are, you know, allegedly manipulating the stock market. And you know, and it's definitely not stock market manipulation. It's by any means, it's it's no more manipulation than any hedge fund does behind closed doors, right? Because all these companies, they sit at this, they sit at tables that you're not invited to. And they talk about uh, the cent- they essentially centrally plan the market economy, right? Um, every country does it. We definitely do it, um, and it's kind of bullshit. It's not kind of bullshit. It is bullshit that they're able to do so, and we're not. Now, granted, I understand the power and 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 you know the rules of power to some degree, and I understand that they have they have power. We don't. Or rather, they have power and we historically haven't had power and the lack of power is why they were able to fucking be conniving and pull their tricks. But we, thanks to the internet, thanks to the, thanks to the, yeah, basically, thanks to the internet we have and certain technologies like Robinhood and whatever other fucking um, platforms there are that exist, we're able to, as retail investors, to actually find Alpha that was that is leaked. So alpha being um, uh, uh, asymmetrical returns on your investment, like uh, it's yeah, basically that's that's the best way to describe it. It's like you can get a large return on your investment from some gap in the market or whatever. If you don't know the term alpha, right? So the we're able to as retail investors get alpha. And they don't like that, especially at their expense, right? So Melvin Capital got fucked. This is an Australian hedge fund, I believe. Um, and they were the ones who were short over 100% of the shares of GameStop. Now, this is, I'm recording this on Wednesday night. Um, so I expect to wake up tomorrow, Thursday, um, and the market to be going absolutely fucking brazy. Shit's going, going to be going bonkers, right? Right now, they're manipulating aftermarket trading to make it look like. You know, people are, mm, they're, yeah, they're making it look like they're manipulating aftermarket trading to make it look like people are selling. But in reality, these they're not. They're it's because because the average retail investor doesn't have access to aftermarket trading, right? What's happening is your hedge funds are trying to recoup their losses, and they're trying to push the price down to make people panic sell and place orders to to market sell it open. But all that's going to happen is the chads of Wall Street bets and biz and all these other things are going to come in and they're going to buy the pump. They're going to buy the dip and they're going to pump it to sky fucking high. I promise. I'm, I'm looking forward to tomorrow's uh, outcome. But um, yeah, it's just it's it is so crazy to see how mask off the Biden administration already is. They've been in power for like seven days. Like what? I don't even think they've been. He's been inaugurated for seven days. How long has he been? What day? What time? What day is today? Yeah. Okay. Seven days. He's been inaugurated. He's been in office for seven fucking days. One week. He's done thirty-seven executive orders, if not more. At this point, they're already fucking. You know, being tyrannical with respect to. I don't know they're fucking retarded. I hate. I hate these people. I hate these people so fucking much. But anyway, I'll be right back.
we're back. I I really like the uh, Nick Land take about. So actually, before we do, before we do that, let's let's do let's address all the obvious things, right? So there's the Capitol riots this year, and then the um no sorry this this Wall Street bets thing is like your second Capitol riot pun intended with an A instead of an O, um, and it has the spirit of Occupy Wall Street behind it. There's a very major Occupy vibe, but there's actual productivity in here, right? There's actual practice, like an actual hedge fund was actually affected. Institutional bankers were actually affected, right? It's not just some, aff- not some um, performative bullshit that, you know, the left does, right? So if, if, if you are still one of those people, and I have a few of them who listen and think that the left is not, is anything but inert and impotent, then you're, you can't be helped at this point. The left is shills for capital the point of the left is a red herring they fight for capital they fight to change public opinion in the direction of where cap where the elites want to go right so they think that they're being woke by for example pushing as my episode with scott howard talked about they think that they're being woke by pushing things like trans rights right but in reality what they're doing is pushing big pharma interests right you have an entire class of people who are dependent on medical, expensive cosmetic and elective medical surgeries for the rest of their life, right? That's a big pharma thing, right? They push uh, mass immigration because they believe that this helps people. They believe that, you know, they have prosperity and they're privileged, so other people should also have prosperity and privilege. But what they're really doing is pushing mass immigration, which increases the competition in the labor market, which lowers wages for the average person. Right, and this is all across all fields, not just in blue collar fields like they think it is. They don't. It's not just you know, um, low skilled laborers coming in to work on your house. There are higher skilled immigrants too that come in and they push the tech job prices down. Like your Indian engineering immigrants and your programming stuff, those for they're pushing wages down for Silicon Valley, for example, or being a programmer around Wichita, like these jobs are also experiencing a labor market uh, competition, right? So that's the left shills for that, thinking that they're doing some greater moral good, but in reality, they're just uh, the the foot soldiers of techno capital, as always, because they're morons, high key, right? Or it's not that they're morons. Some of them are intelligent. It's mostly that they're naive. They're naive and they're easily manipulated. Um... And it's funny because actually I've been really reading a lot more. Well, not as much because I, I let me just finish my statement before I start contradicting myself. What the fuck? Anyway, I've been reading a lot about propaganda recently. I've gotten both. I've gotten several of um, prom, um several um seminal works on propaganda. One by Bernays, one by Eliot, something Eliot, right? I think it's it's on my desk. Um, and it's so funny that all the things I talk about on here over the last, you know, dozen or so weeks have been about how they're secretly trying to low-key, they're not secretly, they're, like, brainwashing you and trying to uh, disseminate disinformation and moralization campaigns. And I swear to God, within the first chapter of Bernays' book, he talks about how it is how propaganda and exactly the type of shit that I'm saying happens is a necessary part of democracy. So in case you ever think that I'm being conspiratorial, I'm not. I know I'm not. I feel gaslit sometimes by not just myself. I gaslight myself sometimes and I definitely feel gaslit by my friends and family. But just know I am not a conspiracy theorist. I have never researched a single conspiracy in my fucking life. I'm just able to tell when people are trying to influence me. Right, because I have a very high level of disagreeableness. So disagreeableness uh, is like a personality trait. So I'm very aware when I'm, when someone's trying to. In person, no one, people typically don't try to take advantage of or manipulate people who are disagreeable. It's actually one of the benefits of being a very disagreeable person. No one really tries to take advantage of you, because when they do, it's very clear to you and very obvious. Right, it takes people who are impressionable, people who want to want to avoid conflict, people who those type of people very high agreeableness. Those are the type of people that get taken advantage of because they don't want to stir the pot. I, however, haven't. I pretty much my immediate instinct is to push it back. Um, and 
in the neurosphere in virtual space in cognitive circles it's even more pronounced my 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 tendency towards uh disagreeableness right so i i'm very aware when i'm watching a show and they're trying to push an agenda i'm very aware when i'm listening to ex to some uh news broadcast and they're trying to push a perspective down my throat Right, and I I know a lot of you guys. Are, this is not just me just being like a fucking godsend. I know a lot of the people listening to this are also of that inclination as well. Um, but I'm just saying, like I'm, I'm and I. But again, I'm pretty sure a lot of you guys are high disagreeableness as well. If we're being honest. But anyway, so I know I'm very aware, and I knew that I'm like there's the propaganda. I can't I can't say for sure because I wasn't exactly aware of it when I was a kid, and even when I go back and watch shows like The Sopranos, for example. Even there, you can see the beginnings of, like, social commentary trying to push uh, XYZ agendas, right? But as an adult, but since I've been at least, like, 16, right? No, nah, I really don't think it was as bad. I, I, I genuinely think that somewhere around late Obama administration, the propaganda has like escalated right it was it definitely was not as bad when I was in college right because I definitely was when I was in college I was trying to you know I was doing the the male feminist trying to get some pussy thing right classic move works really well by the way well not anymore but it used to work very well right there it was a because no one was really feminist they were all just nominally feminist now everyone's like the shit that I used to say as like a thought experiment Right to like sound woke is the shit that people are trying to push now, and it's and they look like fucking crazy people, right? The 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 day to day rhetoric that we hear now was extreme rhetoric, and uh, the things that people say now on a regular basis on TikTok, on Twitter, um, the things you see on television, your fat fo- your your fat feminism, your people being like I'm forty five gen, all that shit, that stuff is normalized to some degree now, but it was me when I was arguing for shit like that when I was 20 to like, I've said my age, right? Like seven or eight years ago, um, eight or nine years ago, whatever, fuck, in like 2011, right? In 2011 or 12 when I was trying to get some pussy saying feminist shit, uh, it was insane. The things I was saying were like radical and absolutely insane. And now they're like commonplace. Like my boomer dad will say some shit that is was extreme feminist rhetoric from my college days, right? So the the Overton window has shifted quite dramatically. Um, how the fuck did I get on this tangent? Over, uh, f- yes. So it's people being feminist for some pussy. Uh, before that, I was talking about how the fuck did I lose my train of thought? Jesus Christ. Well, it doesn't really matter. The whole point of this, the whole point of my discussion is that we're in, we're in, a, we're in an era right now where we're being pushed. The genders are being pushed super, super hard, and as a consequence, because the genders are being pushed, I have been, I've decided to like really, really look into pro- propaganda because we have entered pretty much mask off one party state, as I said before in multiple recent episodes. Um, their response to Trump and his uh, him being banned off all social media, the, all the misinformation on Google, all the apps pretty much working in unison to like censor anyone's behavior. We see this again with Discord and Wall Street Bets. We see this in pretty much all domains, right? Um, they're mask off one party state, and you're supposed to just know your place, Goyam, and do as you're told. Now, here's the problem. I'm not particularly good at doing that, so I'm not going to do that. And I'm going to tell you guys about all the shit you guys should be doing to to avoid being allegedly to be uh, herded like cattle. I'm not fucking doing it, right? So consequently, it's important that um you I learn my. I, it's important that I read you know my what's read about propaganda, read about three printing read about all the ways all, and keep on my toes about you know financial shit and keep, find about all the ways that you can stay ahead of the curve right that's that's the the major that's the major thing that's the major uh practice wise that's the most practical thing you can do keep ahead of the curve because again there's still boomers at the end of the day they don't have much to like because they're boomers they don't really have like the 
it it seems like they're they're all like they're relentless. It seems like it's a constant beating down your throat of of elite of liberal bullshit is constantly being stuffed down your throat. But you have to consider they're always on the back foot. It's never they're never ahead of you. They can't be. They can't. They think the boomers are still thinking like it's 1965 or 1985 and things worked the way they worked in the 80s, and that's the problem. They all still think it's the 80s. So there, there's these moments of like your Wall Street bets and your capital stormings and your Trump meme magic. All these things are going to continue to happen and at a faster degree, at a faster rate. They're going to accelerate. Shout out Nick Land. Oh, West Full Circle about to come back to his take. They're going to accelerate because the boomers do not, cannot get out of their way. It's like my boomer father still think is a Democrat. Like, like they, he repeats everything the Democrats, every ounce of propaganda you might hear from Democrats. He, I, he says, right. Um, and you know, he's a boomer, so he should, right. They don't see how it's a new paradigm, right. Even if they're intelligent, it's just, you can't, it's old dog, new tricks, right. They're still, they're still benefiting from the previous paradigm. So they still think that it exists. It doesn't, it's gone. It's over. But, um, this is all to say that we we are we see two major movements that have happened in like a few weeks and their contrast and we see one that one of which is working and one of which did not work the capital riot did not work it was great it was it was a great symbolic victory to some degree but the the, the consequences are far reaching i had a great time watching it we're still experiencing the consequences they're still calling everything white supremacist and domestic terrorism, right? Um, that's a f- to some degree, right? As far as like, since people are gonna have to deal with like legal issues and stuff like that, and the actual damage was sh- very short lived, that might be constituted as a failure, right? Uh, Wall, as I said before, Occupy Wall Street failure, right? Um, as this is brings me to the take that Nick Land said, and I really, really like this take. Uh, his take was where the fuck is it? Um, where's my man? I just had it up on my screen. I swear to God, I want to quote him directly, but I can paraphrase it. I'm probably just gonna paraphrase it because I don't feel like looking for it. Anyway, I'm gonna paraphrase it. His point was, uh, meat space, um, is where is where failure occurs and. No, no, he speaks in such a fucking unique way that if I, if I don't directly quote it, it's just going to sound lame. And you guys are going to be like, oh, why did you quote that shitty ass quote? All right, here we go. His, his line was after Charlottesville and Washington DC is, it has to be obvious that meat space is where you go to fail. Cyberspace is where you stay to win. There's nothing left in meat space except jail time. And that is so fucking true. Like, you don't... We have powers. We have decentralized power and the ability to actually make real legitimate... um, uh, We can affect real change. Like, we can make... We can win presidencies with Trump and we can fucking crush hedge funds online. But in person, the, the old rules apply. The, the 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 power the laws of power the uh the, the rules of engagement are different we have the advantage and we online we can win online we always we almost always win online uh but offline the boomers win so keep that in mind next time you're trying to think about like doing some kind of political protest or this any other thing you're much you have much more power with your light up keyboard drinking your mon- your white monster than you do uh, fucking sweating in the hot sun, getting the shit kicked out of you by state, by fucking Gestapo, right? It's your, the move is simple. Continue to be a neat, continue to exploit the power structures uh, and the powers that be, and that's that's your best bet. That's our best bet, right? Continue to uh, get more and more advanced knowledge. Continue to stay one step even uh, and as many steps ahead as possible from the, from the, uh, from the, from the normie curve, the better, right? Attention follows, or rather, sorry, capital follows attention. 
That's that's that is the lesson of this GameStop uh, move. Capital follows attention. Every time they fucking halt trading on Nokia and they halt trading on GameStop and AMC, all that does is draw more eyes. Every time they have a panic attack on on CNBC about how risky this is for investors and everyone's just signing up to lose their money, that brings more eyeballs. That makes the that continues the feedback loop. That makes the the money pump. It makes it pump even harder, which is why despite aftermarket the price going down i am convinced that tomorrow the it is going to be the biggest day uh to it's going to be the largest like percentage gains to date because the capital the eyeballs are increasing every other video on tiktok is about that i see on tiktok is about gamestop every other post online is about gamestop and they've basically halted gamestop trading on on td ameritrade and they and they're closing the options for uh, twenty for January twenty ninth. Sooner, they're closing them today instead of on the twenty ninth because they're scared. So, because of this, they you know for a fact that the eyeballs are peeled and they're going to be on these stocks. So, Game Stock's going to shoot to the fucking roof. AMC's going to shoot to the roof. Nokia, BlackBerry, um, whatever other fucking. I think those are the only four I know. I think allegedly Cost K O S S. I think those are the five stocks that are that are being looked at by Wall Street bets. And you know I got my bets placed, so don't you worry about that. But uh all right, I'll be back in a minute. stocks I'm, I'm a little bit concerned I'm a little bit nervous but it's like hot potato always is a good old pump and dump gets the blood boiling fucking love a good pump and dump right the more the the more it's just a uh, speculation speculation betting especially when it's especially I swear to god with the fucking yawning especially speculation betting that's like done for an ideological reason to like uh, to like just with to its only point is to like destroy a fucking hedge fund destroy hedge funds I I gotta you gotta fucking love it here's the thing with any good pump and dump right here's how you know you're gonna make a lot of money the same thing you this you've seen this with bitcoin you've seen this with the dot-com bubble you saw this with shit coins with DeFi over the summer with like hate and uh trying to think of another coin the oh hot dog had this 
you know that there's going to be a GameStop, obviously. You know it's going to be a good pump and dump when there is a a cultish ideology underlying the asset in question, right? So, with Bitcoin, the original... Actually, it's had multiple pumps at this point, but there's the core group of Bitcoiners who are fucking insane about it, and they and it's like a religion to them, right? You see this with, like, food coins. You saw this with hate in that... The, the, the DeFi community around hate was literally based around a suicide cult, so that was just for the memes. But um, if you don't know about hate, don't worry about it. But for those who do know, that that coin was probably the f- most fun part of the summer. Uh, obviously, waifu, all these fucking shit coins, DeFi coins, and whatever. You know, it's gonna be a, a powerful pump when there's when the meme magic's there, when there's a, a core underlying ideology. This is not just for markets either, because you know this type of crowd behavior extends even further beyond markets. This is how you knew Trump was going to win. This is also how you knew, know that Joe Biden is the illegitimate president, but I, I digress. We're not going to get into that before this fucking gets flagged and taken down. But you can tell when something's legit, when it has a, when it has that like meme underlying cultish following, Right. And GameStop right now, thanks to Wall Street Bets, has that and also all those other coins. So I'm, uh, I've seen a few enough pumps in my day to know that the market can pump longer than you think it can. It can as a I, I don't know what the I can't remember the original quote, uh, but the quote that I like is, uh, "We can remain retarded longer than you can remain solvent." And that's that's definitely the case with Bitcoin, and that's definitely the case with this GameStop shit, right? They want to put regulation in, and they want to, you know, make people behave, but the masses can YOLO buy, you know, on their phones much more than any, you know, handful of institutional investors can stop, like, can do it much more quickly and more effectively than they can stop this type of yellow shit, especially as they draw more attention to it and create that feedback loop. So I'm very much looking forward to the way this plays out tomorrow. I'm getting to bed nice and early. I really wanted to watch a bunch of a bunch more episodes of a uh, fucking uh, Diamond Ace Ace of Diamond Diamond No Ace, uh, the the baseball anime, because that shit is fucking gas, bro. That shit is gas. If I know I, I don't do those who know me know that I love anime I've done like one episode on anime anime is great I think it's one of the only things I watch because I only watch western shows because I don't want I really dislike propaganda elements right I have and almost all of the episodes that I've put music in into the interludes a lot like at least half of them are fucking anime uh, uh, remixes yeah I'd say like at least half of the episodes the, the the music is remixed anime song, uh, openings or OSTs, uh, yeah, if if not more, honestly, at this point, um, so you know, I, I love anime, but um, I was looking for a follow up to Haikyuu, <sighs> which is a volleyball anime, and I'm was obsessed with it, but I've read every chapter, I've watched all the episodes, so I needed something to follow up and. This is only gonna. This is a digression that like only like five of you will care about. But Haikyuu is lit. It's very normal. It's it's such a sh- it's a show that's so it's so accessible and it's so well written that I think that even non anime fans can really like Haikyuu. Haikyuu is just your classic uh, underdog story. It's like yeah, it's like a classic kind of underdog. He's not really an underdog, but he's kind of an underdog. Yeah, it's just kind of like your underdog story of someone who's really passionate about a sport. And there's no, like, superpowers. There's no... There's no this, that, or the other thing. It's definitely sensationalized because it's anime, but it's, like, very... There's no hentai, pervy shit. There's no etchy stuff. There's nothing. Nothing in there is weird. And it's one of the few shows that I, that I see men and women both like. And, yeah, I, I have nothing but high praise for Haikyuu. I think Haikyuu is one of the best series I've, I've read in a, in a long read or seen in a long time um but I was looking for a follow-up because like after you read like a series that's just so heartwarming and so like engaging and has such good characters and it makes you care about literally every fucking play that happens on the on the field 
you're like, all right, where the hell do I fo- going to follow for this, right? And like, a lot of people were talking about Kuroko no Basket, which is a basketball version of anime. That's just garbage. I hated it. Um, but, but I found Ace of Diamond, and Ace of Diamond so far in the first 10 episodes that I've read, that I've watched, has me hooked, and I want to stay up to like 7 a.m. watching Ace of Diamond, but I got to be up at 9 for market open, so I obviously can't. I'm still probably going to watch a few episodes and just be tired tomorrow, and that's just how I do things. If you're in a state of delirium, you're in touch with the godhead, right? That delirium, your theta waves are activated, right? I like to put my fucking binaural beats on and drink my coffee and fucking maintain a steady state of theta waves, and that way I'm in tune with the neosphere, right? The collective unconscious is seeping into my brain at an alarming rate. Shit is too gas. And that's, yeah, that's how I like to trade. But, you know, that's not for everyone. You know, I'm, I like to think of myself as a shamanic type of personality. Uh, I do well in these altered states of consciousness. Um, in my normal, everyday state, I'm a little bit uh, irritable. I'm irritable and I talk fast and I make jokes that no one knows what the fuck I'm talking about half the time. Uh, I like to use, sl- you know, you guys know me now. You guys have listened to fucking hundreds of actually maybe like a hundred hours we're getting close to a hundred hours with all the additional time added no no I'd say like 50 hours you gotta listen to at least 50 hours worth of content for me at this point so I think you guys gotta have a pretty good idea of my personality and and almost all of you follow me on Twitter so you know but my best tweets my best fucking insight happens when I'm half a fucking sleep so that's because again I'm in touch with the newosphere. All I have all the connections being formed. But anyway, what the, what the I don't know what the fuck I was talking about. The, this whole section I went on this massive tangent. Um, the point I was gonna make here on this section, I wanted to talk about. Um, oh, where's my shit? Oh yes, okay. So they're they're crushing all these disaffected people, and this is just going to fuck them over in the long haul, right? You've and I know they keep. If you keep taking away productive outcomes for based off of you know and taking down discords and taking down and and banning people from platforms and whatever and silencing people because they disagree with the one party state what's going to happen is we're going to get one of two outcomes right and i think part of this is uh blood memory and in uh the ancestral grounds that we're on right in china when they take away the citizens power uh you end up with taiwanese hackers and people maintaining social order on the surface, but generally subverting it underneath. The U.S. is not... Um, the U.S. is on fucking native... We have cowboy energy, okay? We have cowboy energy. We're, the entirety of our country is made up of sociopaths. Like, if, like again, think about this. The people who emigrated from their home countries into America... Left their families, their life, their and like never saw them again, right? It just like Australia is a fuck, yo. So just like Australia is a prison colony where they sent fucking uh, prisoners to a prehistoric wasteland, and next thing you know, those Aussies are drinking beer and surfing and hanging out with the fucking cassowaries and other dangerous predators, right? Similarly, America is founded on you know. Uh, degenerates who left their friends and families and for the possibility of a new life um, as, as well as you know religious fundamentalists and um, yeah and it's a cowboy so you're not going to be able to press these people into a corner c- consistently and think you're going to get away with it you think and think that like they're not going to respond in Minecraft you're, you're absolutely out of your fucking mind you're bonkers to think that that's that Americans are just going to continue to just get shot on, right? Sure, you know, other countries maybe. And sure, all right, the population on the whole is very docile, right? It's not like, um, 
you know, we're pumped full of xenoestrogens. These people are fucking dancing in the streets um, because the fucking they think that they got rid of a fascist dictator in Trump. Like, like consider again, like these people are so fucking domesticated and docile that a guy who who's a little bit aggressive and swears every once in a while is considered to be a fascist dictator, right? But they're fucking dancing in the streets for a fucking Chicom police state. Right, as they say in Star Wars, so this is how liberty dies. Uh, it's a thunderous applause, right? These people are morons, right? They're morons. They're zogged out of their minds. They're docile and and compliant. Yes. So I understand why they might think, oh, okay, well, we could just do whatever the fuck we want because these people won't respond. But you have to remember that there's always it's the the one of the te- central tenets of of previous. Uh, military and police states is you even you could do all this mass censorship and blah 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 if your population's docile in all the other contexts right in true fascism and things of that nature you have to give young men something to do okay and that's what's being completely overlooked in America right now they decided that they're going to do this like really faggy type of uh whatever shit and and they think they're going to like make men the scapegoat and think that things are going to go work out but civilizations based on the passion and drive of young of virile young men and by villainizing men and put it back them into a corner and like destroying their not giving them anything to look forward to like you've destroyed women are fucking modern women are like unmarriageable they're obnoxious right you have they've taken away millennials and zoomers ability to like own shit you take you've silenced their opinions like you you've just backed them into a corner this is the dumbest possible thing and it's not like we have like a a a, we have a massive military state but it's not like it's the same type of mandatory conscription thing where like you can get men's energy out right and put them to use right we're not in grounded combat anymore really right we're already a superpower so all i'm saying is in minecraft this is the dumbest fucking thing you could have possibly done but anyway uh i'll be right back for the final for the finale in a second
so here we are. It's late at night. I got my salt lamp on. I'm vibing, bro. It's it's a fucking vibe out here. And I'm I'm just gonna leave my last thoughts before I wake up tomorrow to hopefully GameStop and Nokia and Blackberry and AMC all up five hundred percent. Now because I'm saying this, it's very it's very possible I wake up and everything's fucking shat the bed. And if that's the case, I'll accept it, you know? I'm okay with losing all my money. I've done it before. It's just numbers. It's just numbers on a page. You know what I mean? You gotta remember, it's not real. Like, it's kind of real. Like, look, if you have a wife and kids and, like, responsibilities and shit, then, yeah, it's real. You you really shouldn't be playing playing, uh, high-risk maneuvers. Uh, But since I don't have a kid or a wife... Um, it's just numbers on a page and, uh, just like you might play street fighter and, you know, try some high risk bullshit when you have one pixel of life. Similarly, you know, when, you know, the pandemic takes your shit from you and it's, it's all vibing on the internet all day, then yeah, I might, you might be, be okay buying a call on, on some, on a pump and dump. Right, we'll find out. We'll find out tomorrow whether or not I'm brilliant or if I'm an idiot, right? My Nokia call was up 22,000% for like half a second. They, of course, shut down trading so I couldn't sell, right? I was brilliant. I was the brilliant guy who bought $5 Nokia calls and made some coffee and came back. And 10 minutes later, my fucking position was up 2,000%. I'm the I'm the genius who did that, but then you know the fucking uh, powers that be decided to halt trading so that I couldn't sell. And you know what? Fuck you because I, you know what? Yeah, basically fuck you. And I'm hoping that tomorrow you get your just desserts and I get my just desserts because I deserve being ahead of the trend to capitalize on your misfortune. The shade and shade and fraud is real. The shot and fraud, shade and fraud. I don't know how to pronounce it. Is real here, and um, I want to see these fucking Wall Street people eat shit, right? Now, okay, so, but, all kidding aside, let's think about some positives that might come with this, right? Because, you know, even if they're going to start regulating shit and, or halt trading for 30 days just to be dicks, because I can totally see them, I I can totally see them doing some fuck shit, quite honestly. But what does that mean for us? as online internet denizens, right? What does that mean for us? It means that if they start going mask off again and continuing to destroy the narrative, they've already destroyed their narrative so many times. Oh, sorry for the delay there. Uh, they've already destroyed their narrative so many times this in the past year, right? Whether it's fucking the coronavirus fraudulence and uh, being pretty much mask, uh, being pretty much mask off about um, hydrochloroquine and about masks, about the actual wearing of masks, um, whether it be the, the, the double standard with respect to Black Lives Matter and the rioting, whether it be the rigging of the election, whether it be the fucking, uh, shit that they're doing now where it's like the second that Joe Biden's in office, all the mayors and governors have decided to open that they're pro opening the city back up. Whether it's the vaccine doublespeak, whether it's the fucking, it's endless. And now they're doing it with regulatory commission, with regulatory shit for stock market. If they start to do mask off regulation, it's it's only a matter of time, even without it, quite honestly. But it's only a matter of time before people go, okay, I really, I like the asymmetric returns from the stock market, but playing between 9 and 4 p.m. where where the hedge funds and the, the managers of the stock market and the market makers can just turn off trading when they're losing. And sure, we have some of this in crypto. Like sometimes uh, Coinbase goes down or BitMEX used to go down. Like that. This this does happen from time to time when it's high volume days in crypto. But there are far more situations in crypto, like 99% of the time, I want to say nine or nine. I'd say eighty percent of the time, if not higher, if not ninety percent of the time, things go as they as you expect them to. There's a pump, you make money, 
as long as you're on the right side of the trade, etc. In legacy markets, if you're a retail investor, they're they're going to rig the game against you, right? So one, if they decided to go mask off about, and they've already halted trading a million times over on Nokia and AMC, and they just banned, they're going to close options, they're going to make the options expire early for for GameStop. They're changing margin requirements. They're fucking. They're talking about halting trading in general for thirty days. So like, if if you consider that they're willing to do um, out-of-pocket bullshit like this, it's only a matter of time before retail investors go, okay, maybe the better move is instead, instead of playing this rigged game from the old elite, let's move over to altcoins, let's move over to De- uh, decentralized finance, DeFi. I don't know why, whatever. Let's move over to DeFi, let's move over to crypto and Bitcoin. Right? Sure, the SEC continues to come after the crypto community, the crypto community on a regular basis, right? I mean, everyone's every like we have to change exchanges every six months to a year because you know the SEC starts attacking the industry. I mean, Arthur is literally on the run right now, uh, to escape fucking federal charges. Um, granted, he's a billionaire, so he doesn't really give a shit, but he's on the run, um, right? So like, you know, there's um. There's definitely a bit of risk, right? They're still they they still are using their financial regula- regulatory powers, but for the average retail investor, it is it is a clear it is a clear decision to pick crypto um, over legacy markets. And personally, I I don't usually even play legacy markets. I have my Robinhood account and I play it as like a as practice, right, for trading options. That's that's always been my move with with my Robinhood account. I um wanted to learn option. I I created my Robinhood account because I wanted to learn how to. No, that's not true. I created my Robinhood account like f- four or five years ago just because I wanted the no commission trading. But in twenty twenty or twenty twenty one or whatever, when I started using my Robinhood account again, it's because I wanted to practice option trading because there's uh a growing demand for options in crypto for bitcoin ethereum and all coins etc and i wanted to have some hands-on experience with options and understanding how expiry works and and gamma and all the other shit all the other technicals of option trading i wanted to practice with and then kind of as a consequence i kind of started to have a little bit of a side trading gig right and and it is to some degree nice that there's limited downside in legacy markets because of regulation and the moves are small so it's easy to to it's comparatively a lot easier to anticipate what may happen from day to day right and if there's a drawdown you can you it's pretty clear how the trends are going to play out at least to me in legacy markets in crypto it's so spastic and volatile that it's really difficult for me to learn options uh, it, it felt really difficult for me to learn options from the jump. Um, but anyway, the whole point, of, what, I'm, what I'm saying is with the increase in regulation, when, when you can figure you're on the record and you have to pay taxes, IRS, I always pay my crypto taxes. If you're listening, I always pay my taxes, IRS. Um, but yes, so considering the taxes and the capital gains tax on equity markets, um, and considering the regulation and considering that they could just pull, take their ball and run home if they decide that they're losing too much. The fact that they can fucking pump and dump stocks on TV and spin media to make it seem like your stock is falling on cable news networks and shit. And the fact that they can fucking shut down your, your forum. because All these things are, are going to make people wake up and realize that it's not... It is not in their advantage. It's not um, advantageous, advantageous, advantageous to the average uh, person to bother with legacy markets. The old guard is dying, and as a consequence of the old guard dying, they're 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 just like they're in their death throes, right? It's a it's a we're in an empire in decline, and we're seeing them make massive out of pocket decisions that are that destroy the narrative of this being like a fair democratic free market society they 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 consistently i mean this podcast is a year old every fucking week i swear
it's like every fucking week I'm on the internet talking. I'm on this podcast talking about how like, oh yeah, they're they're being out of pocket again. They're talking about us eating worms. They're being out of pocket again. They're taking Tulsi Gabbard off of the trending topics, or they're fucking uh, rigging elections, and or they're you know doing this that, and the other thing. They're kicking Trump off every social media platform. They're they they are they've been so blatant. They've lacked. They've destroyed the narrative at every turn. Because they're in their death throes, they're 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 fi- they're they're scrambling for control over the population. Because again, as the central thesis of this podcast, uh, and pretty much all my content has demonstrated, is that we're again we're in a transition from the post like the late capitalist. I think we're in late capitalism regardless, but we're in a transition from like the industrial era to the internet age, and we're watching the institutions of the industrial era fall in front of our eyes and because of because we're in an empire in decline because these industrial age uh power structures are institutions and power structures are crumbling they're just showing their ass at all at every corner and it's 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 really fun to watch but it's also a pain in my ass because they're stopping me from making money and doing things i want to do obviously we take you know we roll with it you know if we want to play against cheaters you got to win anyway that's kind of the situation, right? You, if you if you're playing Xbox Live and some kids use in I don't know I don't know what the kids do anymore, but if some kids using Aimbot, you could still beat them, right? They're using Aimbot and they're no scoping you, but you could still whoop their ass because at the end of the day, sometimes people are gonna fucking uh, XBR. Uh, what, was, what was the uh, BXR? You can, yeah, some people are gonna BXR and 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 super jump and fucking they're gonna you know do all your your classic like chainsaw glitches and it's like these are all things that we know we know about aimbots we know about all that but you can still beat them that's 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 what that's all it is we're in a fucking call of duty lobby we're playing against scrub hacks players who are who are cheating but we just have to win anyway that's it that's the end of the story um yeah we just have to win anyway there's really just nothing else there's no other option right they're going to continue to come after us they're going to continue to find ways to silence you and and to stop you from prospering but you have to remember that they they aren't on they aren't using the same high iteration uh straight to the source forms of information that we use that is our that we have two um advent advantages right we have decentralized communication between people on the ground, right? So first off, the first thing you have to shake is any attachment you have to credit credentialism. We have decentralized communication with people on the ground, and we have high iteration, um, just straight from the source information. Those are the two advent advantages we have, and it's with these two that we can use we can uh functional you can tai chi and like tai chi uh attention and make gains right we we can use our two resources to leverage the word i'm looking for we can leverage our resources and and win at the end of the day but um that's all i have for you this week um be sure to like share and subscribe please be sure to subscribe um subscribe to the patreon um if you enjoyed this content um, if you think you have friends who would like this content, please share it with them. Send them episodes. Like it, I know it doesn't seem like something that serious, but you'd be surprised how helpful it is to just be like, yo, I, there's this podcast I listen to. This episode's really dope. I think you'll check it out. I think you'll like it. That It's small shit like that that makes a massive difference. Um, um, again, patreon.com slash version four. That is V-R-S-I-O-N and then number four. Um, like, share, subscribe. Uh, hit, um, I'm going to oh check out the Substack, which I will be updating again once as soon as possible. Verse v e r s dot Substack. And uh, I'm trying to think of anything else I have to show. Anyway, that's it. Catch you guys later, go. Peace out.